It is good to have a thankful heart today. Good to see all of you. And, uh, so, happy Mother's Day. And uh, we give thanks for all the spiritual nurture that we receive from women in our lives, people in our lives that uh, are very special to us. So, uh, I want to do a little bit uh, of a review as part of uh, the Summer Assembly Required. Uh, we talked about, about our boxes up here and some other things. But uh, remember, the first week we talked about uh, the word form. And form follows function. And you began designing uh, with the prime purpose in mind, prime function in mind. So you think of the function. And on that, on that particular day, I had this little game, and I basically said, uh, with that, this little game here, I pulled out, uh, uh, all you need to worry about is your peace. All you need to consider yourself is the shape that God created you in, and how you can be a part of the bigger whole. So we talked about that, and then I had all the pieces there. Remember about, talk about David and Goliath, and five smooth stones, and how he picked up one, and he slayed Goliath. And uh, the following week, we, uh, Amory shared, or Pastor Amory shared about uh, the word formula, and how we're created God's image, and as part of creating God's image, that we have so we're part of God's community. With those two together, you have all you need. That collectively you have all you need. With your peace, your part, with God's image inside of you, and being part of, of the greater good, the common good, that you can make a difference, not just in your life, but in the life of your family and your loved ones. And we um, shared that. And then uh, the final part last week is that uh, um, we had the shape here, and before I show you this, is that we had all the different pieces kind of jumble around all in different ways and didn't really create a shape of one form or another. So uh, I informed you that the word was informed, and we talked about how different is good, that your particular spiritual gift, and everyone else's spiritual gifts, as we collect them together, we do make a difference. And it's because we're different. Different is good. But uh, this morning, we were looking at the word, or sort of title is test drive. And uh, there's a lot of meanings behind the word test drive. And uh, let me set this off to the side here and set this up. You're going to see a little video. And the theme, again, is Tesla. <coughs> And uh, I'll just let uh, the video speak for itself about uh, what this looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like when a person gets behind the wheel of this particular test drive. <laughs> the Tesla electric car prides itself on being a marvel of technology. But one racing driver wasn't exactly thrilled. This grandmother's reaction to the autopilot had her looking like she was on the verge of heart failure. Jim Murray has details. A terrified woman reached out behind the wheel of a car, grinding itself. Seventeen-year-old Shirley looks like she's about to lose it as the car's autopilot does the driving. Mom's reaction after deactivating the autopilot on her brand new electric 
power Tesla. Rimmer videotape everything. Oh my god! Oh, this is so scary. Oh Jesus, my first day out, I'm about to die. Oh, come on, real fast. What this poor mom doesn't know is that she can override the autopilot at any time by either taking the wheel or pressing the brake. Here's how. So there you go. That's that was her first test drive in a Tesla automobile self-driving. And I think I would feel exactly the same way. Let me hold the wheel. Let me get behind the wheel. Let me drive my car. I'm not going to let this machine drive itself. Test drives. Yeah, I know I've many times before teaching four kids how to drive a car. I felt like that sometimes. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Philippians 2.5 In your relationships with one another have the same mind as that of Christ Jesus. Say that verse for me, okay? In your relationships with one another have the same mind as Christ Jesus. I don't know if you can see it, but uh, what I have here is a shape that Calvin put together. I'm going to use this shape, and you'll see some pictures in a moment. Uh, do I have a little song go with this at all? Huh? Little song? PC? Yep. Is the PC on? This is the shape of a wheel. And uh, we have to decide for ourselves if we allow Jesus to take the wheel. And we think we are in charge of driving. And some days Jesus needs to take a hold of the wheel and drive for us. But we have to participate in a relationship. A relationship with God and a relationship with others. And sometimes it's real hard to let go of the wheel and let Jesus take control. But when we're put together in a special way, when God is a part of our lives, God does create something beautiful inside of us, with us, and we can be used. But we have to let Jesus take the wheel. So, this is the words of the chorus here. You can see it in the form of a cross. And uh, the front 
of the sanctuary, that's where the altar would be. Uh, the two wings uh, of the side, the one side is for uh, the acknowledge the baptism, the other side would be communion or altar. Other, uh, yeah. altar. If you ever uh, viewed uh, the Midnight Mass uh, uh, Pope, uh, Basilica in Rome, and as he walks down the aisle there, you can see the two arms, and right in the very middle is the altar. And that's where they had the, his worship would be. But uh, that's what is called a, a cruciform. So when we look, about, uh, look at this, the word cruciform, it's very simple. Having the shape of a cross. Did you notice that, that in Calvinville design here, that he put uh, the shape of the cross in our little, little game with all the pieces? Is that the cruciform is that? We want to shape ourselves in the form in the form of the cross. So the cruciform life is a life of Jesus taking shape in you. Taking shape in you. So with that, we have to ask ourselves a question: How do I use my spiritual gifts as a cruciform servant? You know, I, I have all I need, and I'm created God's image, and I have a community for do the common good for all, that I'm uniquely distinctive in all the characteristics. How can I, how can I be a servant? How can I serve Christ? Well, you may or may not know your particular spiritual gift. You may have more than one. But whatever that gift is, we see four ways altogether that you would use that. And the first one is this, is as a seeker. When you are gifted, you have spiritual gifts, you're a seeker. It's one who exalts God by seeking first the Lord, His kingdom, and His righteousness. Is that you begin to have a relationship with God, a nurturing relationship with God. Here's how it looks in a very simple form. We're shaped by the cross. And as a seeker, you're seeking the Lord Jesus Christ. Your worship this morning, you're seeking the Lord Jesus Christ. In your Bible reading at home, you're seeking the Lord Jesus Christ. You might say it's upward. Your eyes are looking upward. Your spirit is looking upward. And you're offering your gift, your soul, your spirit to God. God, I want to be shaped by the cross. And God shapes us molds us in our particular uniqueness and our particular giftedness and God empowers us. The second one is this, that you're also a shepherd. Now we think of shepherd as, well, that's the pastor's job. He's the shepherd. She's the shepherd. Uh, let the shepherd take care of all the sheep. But in this concept, when you are a cruciform servant, not only you are a seeker, but you are a shepherd. One who encourages those in Christ as he or she loves and labors with them for the sake of the kingdom. So all of us together are shepherds. Finding ways to love and to work in a way that brings others into the kingdom. So, just as a good shepherd went after the, the one sheep that was lost, you are a good shepherd that you begin to find how you can care and nurture those who are right around you, your brothers and sisters in Christ. It could be your Sunday school class. It could be your small group. 
It could be your, a group that you have that you meet at your home with other things that you know you have a faith relationship with them that you want to help shepherd them with your particular giftedness. So not only then are you a seeker, but also uh, you're a shepherd. You're shaped by the cross. That the Lord Jesus Christ is the center of your life and you move, let's say, outward and how you can be a shepherd to others. Some little fellow saw a, a bishop, must have been either Episcopal or maybe even a, a Roman Catholic, and they're walking in a processional and, they, and he saw the shepherd, the, the bishop had this large staff and with the crook and the boy said to the father, what? Why is he carrying that big stick? Well, father said, well, that shows that he is the shepherd of, of the church. He's the shepherd of the church. So just as the bishop is shaped by the cross, so too, all of us are shaped by the cross. We are shepherds. Here's the third idea about how to use your giftedness is, is that you are a sower. The one who engages neighbors and the next generation with the love of Christ by sowing the good news in his or her personal mission field. Let me just tell you that uh, Amy has already said this. She's not going to be here today. She's helping her mother uh, remember, but, uh, uh, but she told me just the other day that, uh, that Kurt, you gave me the best Mother's Day present ever. What I do? Well, I know what I did. <laughs> and I fixed a little garden for her at a little house at 64 South Bowman. And I fashioned a little box and I'm going to put dirt inside the box and some garden soil and that kind of stuff. And then I put this nice tall fence around the garden box because we have lovely deer just hungry 24-7 because uh, we had these tomato plants. We have six different tomato plants that we're going to put in there. She said, oh, this is the best, best Mother's Day present ever. Well, it cost me like 20 bucks. Wow. I should have done this before. There's a lot of work involved. And we're going to, we're going to share in it together. And that's, that's the field. That's the seeds we're going to sow. We, we believe that we're going to harvest some, some, some tomatoes. And if you remember a few weeks ago, I talked about these tomato seeds, and those very seeds came from her grandmother back in 1940. My her grandmother passed all those seeds for her as she was passing along, and she gave us some seeds. Now we have the seeds. We're going to produce a little some fruit from those seeds. That's the concept here. You are a sower with your particular spiritual gift, not Pastor Kirk's spiritual gift your spiritual gift and you're looking in the neighborhood and you're looking to the next generation and how you can plant seeds of the good news in people's lives. You do have a personal mission field. So you're shaped by the cross. Lord Jesus Christ pours into you the ability to be a sower of good news. To produce a harvest in the mission field that God has given you. 
you're shaped by the cross. The final one is the word steward. Steward is the one who continually, who's continually equipped by God's word to use the resources God has given to him or her for the advancement of the kingdom. We're all stewards of what God has given us. I'll just go ahead and move to the next slide and kind of begin to show that to you. You see, the direction of these arrows are very important. Because when you're a seeker, God, fill me. And if you're a steward, God, you have filled me. Now I want to fill others. God's pouring His Holy Spirit in you through God's voice. What is it that we say quite often around here? We want to put in motion what we hear from God. And we quote Matthew 7, 24. Everyone who hears these words of mine, meaning Jesus, everyone who hears these words of mine is like a wise person who builds house upon the rock. When we hear God's word, when, when God is our resource, we are filled spiritually. And let me continue. You do have the gifts and abilities. You do have the resources, time, and finances to support the kingdom of God. You do. How can we use them? How can we use them? Because we're shaped by the cross. And as we're shaped by the cross, we do transform people's lives. So here's where it all comes together, I believe. The disciple, the disciple served God and others as a seeker, shepherd, sower, steward in his or her sphere of influence. Okay, today's Mother's Day. Here's where we kind of bring it all together because we can talk about all 22 spiritual gifts. But since it's Mother's Day, let's, let's talk about mothers. Let's talk about the quality of a mother and the word nurture. How can a person who's a nurturer do all four of these? Well, if a nurturer doesn't seek God, their cup is probably half empty instead of half full. It's, it's not being filled daily. But a nurturer who seeks God has the ability to shepherd the sheep. And the person who seeks God, who's a nurturer, has a way to, to sow influence in people's lives. And a person who seeks God, who's a nurturer, knows that God's pouring God's life, spirit, into that person and allowing them to be a good steward of all their time and resources into those piercing persons that they influence. We give today credit to mothers. But more importantly, we give credit because of their nurturing spirit. The nurture of the spirit in them because God has given it to them. So that's what I, how I see that uh, that we are shaped by the cross into the shape of the cross. I think Jesus wants to take the wheel. There's a point where God has given us the ability to influence others. Are we shaped by the cross? And as we're shaped by the cross, do we have an influence shape others and God's given, God's given us through us. 
helping you through today's message this week. How's that calling you? Last week we had a few of these that we asked you to consider. If you were here last Sunday, that's what we're asking again today, is that uh, I plan to take the spiritual gift of spiritual and discover my spiritual gifts. So if you weren't here last week, is that we offered uh, this pool here as part of our uh, Deuteronomy 6 or D6 DNA. And if you were to take one of these sheets and fill it out, uh, different responses to it, in the end you'll find out what your dominant gift is or uh, they call uh, sub-dominant, you know, their primary, secondary gifts that God has given you. And you can find out what that is at the end of the day here, to find out how you can be a, a sower, how you can be a seeker, how you can be a shepherd, how you can be a steward of God's gifted us to you, through you. You can find out what that is. And you think, well, that's just a little too much. I don't know if I can understand all of this. So, well, we have opportunity for number two is that if you want to find out a little bit more, they want to meet with Pastor Usual on May 17th at 6.30. And she'll talk about this particular tool. And I think there's 10 people who have already signed up for this particular training, this class, and want you to join as you'd like to find out what your gift is and how they're going to talk about that. So that's maybe where you are as part of this. So you might either mark one or you mark two or one or two. And the third one is this, is that, oh, you already know your spiritual gift. And you're just trying to find some place to use it, to share it, to be, have a part of your life, part of the community, to, to be a shepherd, to be the sower, to, to use your steward, steward, use yourself as a good steward. Well, Wednesday we have our lead appeal. And the time that we serve our people in our community is from 3.30 to 5.30. But there's people who come, let's say, before that, that uh, probably at 2.30, if you're, if you're brand new, you want to try something just behind the scenes, if you're coming at 2.30, uh, that would be great. And the person's there are going to help you find something to, to give of yourself to help with an evening. Or maybe after work or after school. Uh, somewhere between 3, 3, and 5, you can help put things together and to certain people who come and join us. Or maybe afterwards, there's probably a cleanup time from 5, 3, 6, or even further to clean up afterwards. Just gives you an opportunity to take a step to engage the community, to be a shepherd, to be a sower, to be a, to be a steward of your particular gift. How about trying that? I think that would be a good thing to do starting today, thinking about that. And how can you engage your spiritual gifts uh, for the greater good? So if you haven't followed along, is that uh, in our bulletin down at the bottom, you would just mark one, two, or three. But also is that uh, maybe you're considering baptism, and that's an important thing for you at this time in your life. You can mark that, and I can, I'll connect with you. Or if you want to become a member or find out more information about being a member, you can mark that that little circle, and I'll be in contact with you as well, or someone from the church. Or if you need for me or someone from the church to pray with you, and you want to make that personal contact, you make I I uh, I would like to uh, contact you for prayer. So uh, you can mark that as well, and we can connect with you and pray with you that way. There's many ways that we'd like you to be a part of this movement on May, and this is one way one way to do that. So let us pray.
Dear God, we thank you that, uh, that your spirit of love is in this room, that uh, there are many people across the generations, uh, fruitful women in particular, who have uh, nurtured generations over the years, who enabled this church and many other churches, who enabled families and Christians along the way to, to grow in their relationship with Christ. God, we, we give you thanks that as part of that, you also encourage us. And Lord, allow us to, uh, to know when we need to let go of the wheel and allow you to take over. But also, Lord, we know that, that there are times when we do need to take hold of a, of a cruciform service spirit and take hold of that, how we can be, be your servant for your kingdom. So God, we ask that you bless me upon us today and always in Jesus' name. Amen.